0: Hey, I'm Ruben from Dub. Welcome to Connection Loop, our actionable podcast about building businesses with daily human connections. Connection Loop features long form interviews with fascinating people in sales, marketing, and beyond. Enjoy today's episode and learn more about Dub at dub.com. And we are live. Hey guys, this is Ruben Dua from Dub's podcast, Connection Loop. Today I'm joined by JT O'Donnell and JT is a serious force uh, when it comes to so many things on LinkedIn and content creation and in fact being an amazing dancer. So JT, let's <laughs> let's let's get into this right now. I'd love to learn from you. Uh, please start with a short bio and then let's get into the topic here.
1: Yeah, so I spent the first part of my professional career in HR recruiting, training, staffing And then back in 2001, decided to jump to the other side after watching a lot of people make really critical mistakes in their career and realizing that, you know, they weren't teaching us this stuff in school. So I decided to become a career coach and started out in private practice and fast forward to 2008 and the recession. And I thought to myself, there's got to be a way to scale this. We have got to get this information in people's hands. So I started a blog and the rest is history. I fell in love with social media. I found it to be an incredible medium to get the word out. Have been passionate about doing that ever since, and uh, here we are. You know, I'm scared to say almost 20 years later. Come next January, the 2021, and uh, still loving it. And we'll probably just do this until they don't let me do it anymore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that that's amazing. And what w- what would you say the the kind of the biggest problem that you're trying to solve for your for your clients is?
1: Yeah, you know what it is is that people don't understand how to assess themselves and figure out what the definition of a good career is to them. Mm. Once you figure that out, which is already hard enough, then there's a whole process of finding that, you know, Mm. it's, it's not the same for every person. And so while it isn't rocket science or brain surgery, gosh knows I could never teach that. It is a process. And I tell people that it's, not aptitude, it's not like you have to naturally know how to do this stuff, but you do have to build your skills. And so for me, it's about teaching people those skills and helping them develop them in themselves so that they can make better career choices and be more satisfied in their careers.
0: There's this idea um, in in martial arts, and and really in in anything, in confidence really, that Mm -hmm. our our worst and best opponent is ourself. And I think the, way, the reason why that speaks to me is because we all in our lives, and our careers, personally, professionally, we're all trying to break through these, these mm-hmm. confidence blocks, you know? And I feel like, you know, I, I'm, I'm just recollected early in my career and uh, some would argue late in my career where I, I had a hard time punching through that, mm-hmm. that, that ceiling, getting to the mm-hmm. next level. And uh, you know, give me some guidance, give me some feedback on, on how we can overcome that to uh, fulfill our potential, really.
1: Yeah. Well, the good news is is there's so much evidence out there, a lot of books and research on this idea of uh, neurolinguistic programming or NLP. Mm. So what we know now is that there are these talk tracks in our head. As human beings, we literally, our ancient brain was decided to look at every experience we have in life and to codify it right so we interpret what happened as either good or bad and then we process that so the next time if something similar happens we can react faster right that's like human condition to do that Uh, the problem is is that as we've evolved and become more complex uh, people look at every experience as did i get it right or did i get it wrong and if it didn't have an outcome that we were happy with we seem to codify it as I did something wrong. And I don't want that to ever happen again. So we tell ourselves these elaborate stories, or in our case, career stories. And they're filled with negative self-talk. They're filled with, this is what you did wrong. This is how you avoid it. And that is the stuff that we carry around like stones. And I tell people, they're, they're rocks in your head. And every time you add another rock and you don't process it and get through it, you make it heavier and heavier and heavier. So when you talked about that breakthrough, I'm going to guess that at that stage you had a career story going on. There were so many rocks in that story. There was no way you are going to break through. It was too much weight. But it wasn't until you um, gained perspective and opened your mindset up and shifted some of that, let go some of that weight, drop some of those rocks, that you freed yourself up to have that breakthrough moment. And this is how it is for every single person I have ever worked with in my entire career. So we're always focused on figuring out what the rocks are and how to remove them. Mm.
0: Well, I think what I suffered from specifically was this idea of having my perceived value here, but then my market value down here, and just being frustrated about this discrepancy here. And trying to figure out how I can actually, you know, get more alignment like that. And, you know, I realized for me in particular, it had a lot to do with with risk taking. Mm-hmm. It had a lot to do with uh, putting myself out there and not necessarily hiding behind a website or a social profile, bringing myself front and center. And that, and that just took work. <laughs> it took work mm-hmm. and it took ways and 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 confidences and just the killings of a lot of insecurities i think
1: can i flip it around and ask you you must have hit a point where the pain of not getting results and the pain the fear of putting yourself out there you know it just the idea of staying stuck was worse than the idea of finally doing something is that Mm. accurate (laughs)
0: yeah (laughs) Nicely put. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It does. It happens for all of us. And I hate to say it, but people wait too long. Right? And then eventually they're in so much pain or in some cases really in a bad position. So, you know, I'm going to figure it out, but I'm going to stay in this crummy job that I hate. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, my attitude's sinking. I don't know it. And next thing I know I'm laid off. So now Mm -hmm. I'm laid off Mm -hmm. or I'm fired and I never liked that job to begin with. I mean, these are the things that I mean about kind of layering on the rocks and people having a harder time getting out from underneath.
0: So important. You know, there's this idea that I think about a lot, which is networking when you don't need to network. What a lot of people do is they, they need, it's that story that you just mentioned, you know, they need a job and all of a sudden the networking gets hyperacted, right? All of a sudden they're connecting with everyone. They're picking up the phone. They're going to events if that's even possible in the era and they're trying to land a gig and it, comes off is either desperate or disingenuous or just very untimely. And in fact, what we all should be doing is is networking when we don't need to be networking, when we're fully settled and stable. And that could be just creating content, driving conversations, engagement, but then also just connecting with like-minded people. Um, what is your take on that? How can we get into a better practice of getting that part of our routine?
1: Yeah, so I'm with you. We say all the time at Working Daily, your network is your net worth. It mm-hmm. just is. Yes. But we also say something, brand or be branded. And I think that's the thing that people don't understand. You choosing not to create content right now and put your message out there because you think, oh, I don't want to look self-important or I don't want to look like I'm trying to brag. You know, I'm, I, I don't want to look like I'm trying to become some sort of influencer. It's not what we're suggesting here. What we're telling you is that we live in a very social media-driven world. We live in a world where people are overwhelmed with thoughts and ideas. If you want to be memorable, if you want people to remember what you do for a living, you have to tell them brand or be branded so this concept of creating content or even curating content finding great content you know adding your two cents to it and putting it out there this is how you remind people this is the value i create this is the problems that i solve this is the pain that i alleviate this is how i save or make a company money those are branding messages that you need to put out if you want to attract the right opportunities otherwise if you've done nothing Nobody knows what you do to create value, and nobody can help you. Your network can't help you if they don't understand that stuff. Mm-hmm. So you have to create content these days. I'm telling executives, it's a non-negotiable. You, now you need to know how to do video. I mean, it's a non-negotiable. You need to be putting stuff out there and really make sure people understand what your area of expertise is, or you're going to find yourself in trouble.
0: Well, I think uh, a really good testament of this is this idea of just googling yourself, right? I think everyone should just take a moment to do the scariest thing on the planet, which is to put your own name onto Google. And the beauty of doing this, which I'm going to do for you, JT, is that you can see who has taken the initiative to to brand themselves and to actually mm-hmm. say, you know what, I have the power, I have the control to put the message that I want to put out there on the internet. So when people search for my name, they can see what I want them to see, mm-hmm. which is my most authentic stuff. And in your case, it's these amazing YouTube videos that you do that are that are so authentic, so natural, so fun, so festive. It's obviously your website, you know, it's press, it's your LinkedIn, it's your stories, it's your visual Instagram, you know, more people need to be doing that. They need to be thinking about that because to your point, brand or be branded. Mm-hmm.
1: I'll tell you a funny story really quick about that. I stumbled into this. I didn't realize that, how important this was, but when I started blogging, a, a company came to me and said, hey, would you write an article? We have this website about jobs in New Hampshire. Okay. What I didn't know is that they had a site about jobs for every state in the union.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So when I wrote a guest post for them, they put it on 50 blogs. Mm. And so this stuff very quickly populated on Google. So when I uh, read an article, I have a nationally syndicated advice column with my writing partner, Dale Dotton, The way I met Dale is he had written an article about his millennial children and the struggles in career. And I just sent him a note saying, hey, by the way, you know I kind of have a lot of work with this. Just here's a thought, here's an idea. I think nothing of it. I get an email back saying, can I get on the phone with you? And so we get on the phone and he said, you know, I internet searched you and all this amazing advice came up. And I remember thinking, what the heck is he talking about? And 45 minutes later, he offers for me to be his writing partner for a nationally syndicated advice column in 130 newspapers in the US, 45 minutes later. And I'm thinking, what is this guy crazy? What's he thinking? I hang up, I Google search myself and there they are article after article. And that's when it hit me. I went, wow. This is huge.
0: <laughs> right. You know, we, we all need, uh, if we're so lucky to have a platform like that, um, mm-hmm. how can we do that? Now, I understand that, um, you know, with your humility, you might you might state that this is a little bit of luck. But I would argue that there's nothing lucky about that and that you've been working, <laughs> <laughs> working for that moment since the, since the beginning. But how can we uh, improve our luck in this and, and actually align ourselves with platforms like that?
1: Yeah. You know what? You're right. It's, it's not luck, but it's also not hard. Mm. It's just the advice I'm about to give you and I both know very few people are going to do. Yes. I owe a big thank you to LinkedIn when they came to me and said, we'd like you to be an influencer. They were pretty blunt with me. They said, nobody knows you, but we're going to let you try being an influencer because you've written some really helpful articles about LinkedIn on your blog. <laughs> and I said Okay. They said, but here's the deal. In order to become an influencer and stay an influencer with us, you have to write twice a week. And if you do not write twice a week, we're going to take it away from you. Mm. Well, you know, I'm sitting there with all these famous people and a nobody. So I wrote twice a week. And every time I posted, I read every single comment. And I would look for patterns in those comments. And I would write two more articles. And I'd look for patterns in those comments and two more articles. And then I would go back to those folks and say, hey, you posted a smart comment. Here's the article I wrote to answer that. And I just did that very, very basic. I learned so much about my audience. I engaged with them and it blew up because like the name of my company, it was working it daily. It was just being consistent. You don't have to write every day. You don't have to create content every day, but I promise you, if you get consistent with it and you don't give up, you will get results. People give up too soon. They'll come to me and say, I tried it. It didn't work. And I'll say, how long did you do it? Oh, six weeks. I'm sorry. It's longer than that. Yeah. You have to keep doing it. You have to just not stop. When I started on TikTok, it took me what felt like forever to get a thousand followers, right? And I had 2.6 million on LinkedIn. And a thousand followers took so long on TikTok. Then to get to 13,000 felt like it took forever. But I knew someday, if I just didn't stop, something would hit. And it does. It's just most people give up too soon.
0: Mm. And, and, <laughs> And why would you say that people give up what, what's the, what's the moment where that person fatigues or loses their confidence?
1: They have the, everybody thinks they're supposed to go viral. You don't need a million eyeballs. You need the right pair of eyeballs. And you got to get over the fear of, well, I must not be any good because only 11 people saw it. You're not, when you're writing content in the beginning, that content will be reused and reused and reused. So while maybe 10 people are seeing it now, if you keep going, a million people could see it later. Mm. You know, when I designed my TikToks and I started doing them and filling it, I wasn't worried about who saw them or whether I got a hundred views because I knew someday when somebody found me and they could spend 60 minutes on my TikTok and go through 60 TikToks, right? Cause they're only a minute a piece, one hour on my TikTok account, they would learn 60 things. So I built it knowing that someday the audience would be there. So you you write it for that future audience. That's the thing people realize. The other thing I hear all the time is, well, it's already been written, or it's already been said, or it's, no, not in your voice, it hasn't. This is about you branding yourself, brand or be branded. So it's okay if you're sharing something that other people have said or heard, but hearing it from you and your spin you're going to attract an audience that likes the way you're saying it, that resonates with you, and that is that is brand, that is presence, and we all have it, and we all need to own it.
0: And what was this? What was this? Uh, how long did it take you to get this message, this vibe that you have? Is it is it a, is it sort of uh, something that you continue to go back to, or is it something that's continually evolving?
1: Well, it gets. Here's the thing: it gets easier and easier the bigger your following gets, mm. because you will see themes in the responses and the comments in terms of what people want, and then you're able to deliver that and know that that's going to be successful. So it does get easier as you keep going. But you know, for me, here's what I tell people, if, if sit down and think about the conversations you have with people and the things that you find yourself telling people over and over again. I guarantee you, and I'm going to turn it back and ask you, when you think about things you always seem to be coaching on. I guarantee you could come up with 10 things. Like we just talked about brand or be branded. Every job is temporary. School teaches us everything except how to get the job. You are a business of one. There, there are these things I find myself explaining. If you find yourself explaining something three times or more, you've had three, that's a piece of content. Yeah, anytime you're repeating yourself, that's a piece of content. Mm. And so, you know, or somebody says, Oh, aha, that made sense to me. That's a piece of content. It's a lot easier than people think they just have to train their brain.
0: And then what is your process? Do you have a content calendar? Are you do you take moments of inspiration and then kind of activate yourself? What does that look like on a daily, weekly, monthly basis?
1: For all the other platforms, I'm so lucky at this point that, I mean, we're a team and our team has strategy on what we're producing and putting out there, except for TikTok. And that's always been the case for me with every new social platform we take on. I want to own that for a while and just make sure that I understand it, that it's got my brand on it, that it's built and built up. So every single TikTok that you see, every comment on TikTok is 100% me responding, writing, editing, all of it. I get zero help on my personal TikTok account because it's that important to me. And, and that's advice I would give people. You do not I see people say, well, I'm a busy executive, so I'm gonna outsource it. Maybe someday you can, but not until your brand's been developed on the platform and only you can own that.
0: Mm. And uh, so, so the, the, let me understand this. So when you have a content calendar, do you have your topics pre-mapped out Or do you have, okay, so you're working in a spreadsheet or or some sort of a project management tool?
1: We are. So like with LinkedIn, so LinkedIn newsletter, they kind of resurrected the influencer platform and now you can have a newsletter. And I write two times a week there. We map out way far in advance and think around themes, things that are happening, uh, and pull that that way. So that way it's easier to write to
0: it. Got it. And your core uh, business model is you have a a SaaS platform. It's a subscription service where people can basically Mm -hmm. connect with you and get talk to me about that.
1: Yeah. So for the last twenty years, the idea has been to disrupt the model. When I graduated from career coaching, you know, certification, they said, okay, what you want to do is go out there and raise your rates, and eventually, you only have to work with a few clients a month. You work with executives and you know, make thousands of dollars and he looked at them and said, that's not why I became a career coach. The whole point was to help millions of people. So I knew I always wanted to figure out a way to use technology to scale, right, like a gym membership. Uh, people don't need an hour of my time. In fact, that's a real poor use. You're going to spend hundreds of dollars to reserve an hour of my time. If you're feeling off that day, you know, no good. And then you, I might get you all hyped up for an hour, but then you're completely alone after that. People need a few minutes of my time, maybe every single day, to remove a roadblock, answer a question, move forward. So we know that coaching is much better done when it can be ongoing and interactive as mm-hmm. needed. Right. So this tech platform let us build the three C's, which we know, you know, Harvard's done studies on it. When you have these three things, you're much more statistically likely to affect change and, and make things happen. So first you can call it courses, content, whatever you want to call it, but you need that new information, that new perspective. You need coaching. You need trained experts, not your mother, your brother, your friend. You need somebody who really knows what they're talking about, recruiting and background. And then you need community because it's a very lonely process. People uh, try to figure out their careers by themselves, and this is why they fail. You need to be surrounded by like-minded people, learning from them, hearing about their stories as a way to motivate you very much like going to the gym, right? We share the cost of the experts and the equipment and the location so that we can have a better experience and get better results. So we did that. We just built an online version of that and a phone app. I don't know where my phone is, but, uh, and said, let's make it affordable. So let's make it a monthly subscription. So people for less than a dollar a day can sign up, cancel at any time and message 24 seven, can message career coach any questions they have, and know that that person is going to get back to them and help them work through their challenges. And so, yeah, we've um, we've been playing around and evolving this for years. Started with the idea in 2012, um, but really perfected the model last year. So we essentially, I tell people, even though we've, you know, been doing this for 20 years, this platform in its you know fullest form has is only about a year old and we have thousands of members now and are growing like crazy we're adding new coaches to the platform every month it's just it's clicking for people you know we want to be the netflix for your career and so uh yeah i'm really excited to share that and thank you for letting me share it because you know the teammates and i are are pretty jazzed about how it's going
0: yeah well this is really exciting i mean i think what what i take away uh, most from this is is your is your energy you know and your energy is truly contagious and i think that you know uh when one is seeking to be motivated and one is seeking to be directed and to be coached with empathy and compassion one of those things is passion and you obviously have no shortage of that where do you pull your energy from
1: that's a really good question you know I struggled with this idea of career identity my whole life. I'm a firstborn, type A personality. I did everything they told me to do. Mm. You know, get into college, do the best you can. I have a degree in engineering. And I went out and went in the corporate world. And at 33, you know, I was making six figures, running a huge multi-million dollar division of a company, had all these people reporting to me, car allowance, all of it, and was miserable. Miserable. It, you know new house I never saw husband I never saw you know sticky note on my desk for my assistant saying my mom called it's urgent a week old like just bad and when I finally for whatever reason I was on maternity leave my firstborn I were looking at her going oh my gosh you're gonna take your cues from me and you're gonna think this is normal and right and I am a miserable human being on the inside so that was really the catalyst for me to step back and go I gotta change this I can't spend the next 20 years of my life doing this and so i embarked on it to figure it out for myself and that's how this all came about how to pull it through so i think the passion just comes from if i could bottle how i feel if i could just teach everybody what they need to know about this so they could stop having golden handcuffs and feeling helpless and sad and depressed i know what it does and i know that it creates a better working relationship because it's not employer here you down here it's partner and when you partner you feel more trust you feel more respect you feel more satisfaction so i think that that's what's driving me driving me so much right now and i you know we all nerd out on this at work at daily because we just want to change the world because we know how people will feel if they have this so that's, I think, where it comes from.
0: <laughs> that's, a, that's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. You know, I, I connect to that on multiple levels because um, I share that sentiment. In fact, that's very similar to the journey that I went through. Um, but not only was I a little bit frustrated, you know, I was surrounded by people that were frustrated. And mm-hmm. that was kind of the catalyst story for starting Dub and our video SaaS platform. That's one thing that we have um, in common. Um, and the idea is that we're helping people to communicate with video to build that trust and to send a short video message over Gmail and LinkedIn. And what I've learned in this process is that if we can guide people with um, with compassion and not necessarily getting them tactical information, but getting them getting them over emotional blocks, that that's where we can have them be most successful, and us as a result. And and that's been my biggest learning. And I and I totally sense that with you. Um,
1: well- can I just say something too? what you are building is so incredibly important if everybody's listening to this, because I don't know where I got it. But anytime I wanted to meet a stranger and just really make sure they understood I was sincere, and I wanted them to know me, I would record a video. And do you know how hard it was to find video, you just say it short enough, so it would fit in an email so you could get it done. It was so frustrating. But I would go through all these extra hoops in order to do that, because I know how powerful it is. And I think people have to utilize tools like yours because it makes such a difference in your ability to connect with people. You know they say a picture is worth a thousand words. Well, a video is worth a million. And so we have to use it. So it's great what you guys are doing.
0: Uh, a video is worth a million bucks, not a million words. How's that? Oh, one? No, fair <laughs> <laughs> um one of the one of the things uh, interesting story is that Dub actually started out as an employment platform. Our first vision was to allow people seeking jobs to record a video to pitch themselves to employers or recruiters. And one of the things that we suffered from is that A, the people that were trying to seek a job didn't necessarily want to invest because they were in between jobs. And then the second thing was that once they did find a job, then they didn't have a reason to be with us. So my question for you is how do you, and I know that you've solved this, but how do you get over that hurdle with with um, with work at daily? How do you get yourself into a situation where it's not just about job seekers, but it's about um, career growers, if you yeah, if you will.
1: So it's a great question. Uh, here's the thing: you I, I've had a business coach for years, right? And I say to this all the time that I think sometimes when you think about educational privilege. There are a lot of people out there that have been highly educated and with that came built in mentors and all that great stuff. Mm. Um, but we really need the masses to have that same opportunity to have that career advice. We are too close to it ourselves. It's, we're very subjective, we're very emotional and nine times out of 10, we're gonna make the wrong decision in our career. So. Getting a new job is just the first hurdle. Making a good impression in the first 90 days because study after study shows the first 90 days literally determines how successful you'll be in that job and how long you'll stay there. That's huge. Planning out how to earn a promotion. You don't ask for a promotion. You plan for a promotion. You plan for a raise. Are you doing that? Dealing with coworkers, dealing with management, toxic situations. These are things that we're not trained on, and we really should be consulting somebody. And so – you, it, it isn't over once you get the job. It just begins once you get the job. Then you really want to make sure that you are sticking with someone. So members of our platform, for example, once they get a job, um, they put on their calendar every week, they block 30 minutes off. And they sit down and they write out, what happened last week in my career? Do I have any issues I want to process? Meaning some things that went down that I didn't feel 100% about. Um, and overall on a scale of you know one to 10, how do I think the week went? One, terrible, 10, perfect. And you will see a direct correlation in that number and your happiness in life, because let's face it, our identities are very tightly wrapped into what we do for work. So if you aren't proactively working with someone on this, you can work in your job all day long, but if you aren't stepping back and looking down on your career, analyzing it, learning from it, and growing, and especially using an objective outside party, you're missing out on the chances to really catapult your career. And you could potentially set yourself back with a poor decision.
0: Falling off of a corporate ladder is very painful and it can Mm -hmm. take years, if not decades. Mm -hmm. Um, I wish I was a subscriber to work at Daily 10 years ago when I was falling off that corporate ladder and falling out of my ass. Uh, But now that I know about it, I feel empowered. Uh, JT, I am so grateful for your time. Uh, Where can people learn about you on LinkedIn, social? You are everywhere on LinkedIn (laughs) and the web, so if probably not necessary, but...
1: Yeah, well, obviously, head over to WorkItDaily.com. Tons of free resources, three-day free trial, by the way, of our platform. You can try us out completely for free, uh, which is a great way to get started. But also, we have a YouTube channel, WorkItDaily, tons of free videos there. Obviously, TikTok It's just J period T period O'Donnell. Same thing on Instagram, LinkedIn. Uh, But yeah, just Google search it (laughs) and and, and find me and we'll respond.
0: (laughs) Amazing. JT, thank you so much for your time. Um, Stick around for a couple of notes and I will see you on social.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much. This was great. Yeah.
0: Thanks, JT.